0: The following episode contains information about the Astro 7 Class A1 Public Offer and Class B Public Offer, which are offers directed only at investors in Singapore. This episode is not directed at and should not be assessed by persons located in the United States or US persons or investors in the European Economic Area or the United Kingdom. For more information on the offering and the applicable risk factors, please look through the prospectus. We provide information on how to obtain a copy of the prospectus at the end of this episode. It's that time of the year that we've all been waiting for. Azela returns with their 7 private equity bonds. Hi, I'm Sarah Chair from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about new bond issues and hold discussions on a fixed income market. And boy, do we have an interesting new issue for you today. So, it's been just over a year since we caught up with Mr. Chu Ernyao, Chief Investment Officer at Azalea Investment Management. And the last time that we were here together, it was for the launch of Astra 6.
1: Hi, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me back again.
0: So, some quick details on the three tranches of Astra 7. Firstly, Class A1, denominated in Sing dollars, total tranche size of 526 million Singapore dollars, of which 280 million is on offer to Singapore retail investors and pricing is set at 4.125%. Next, Class A2, denominated in US dollars, total trench size of $175 million US dollars that has been fully placed to institutions and accredited investors at an interest rate of 5.35%. And finally, Class B, denominated in US dollars, a total trench size of $200 million, US dollars, of which $100 million is on offer to retail Singapore investors. The pricing for this is set at 6%. And yes, you heard that right. For the first time, Class B bonds will also be available for subscription by the public in Singapore. So Class A1 bonds, uh, similar to the past extras, will also be available for subscription by the public in Singapore. Applications must be at least 2000 Singapore dollars for Class A1 and 2000 US dollars for Class B.
1: Yes, that's right. And we are very excited about this.
0: So, um, 2022 has already turned out to be very different from 2021, you know, and so is the market environment in which the latest Astra is, well, being issued. But one thing stays the same, which is that the concept behind these bonds is similar to that of previous Estras. So, before we take a deep dive into Astra 7, Anil, could you just, you know, quickly do a, a recap for our listeners as to how these PE bonds work? Yeah,
1: sure, Sarah. So the Astra PE bonds are bonds backed by cash flows from a diversified portfolio of PE funds. For each extra transaction, we typically issue a few classes of bonds with different terms and features. And Astra 7 is no different. Astra 7 offers three classes of PE bonds, class A1, A2 and B, of which A1 and B are available for retail investors in Singapore. For corporate bonds, the coupons and principal repayment are supported by cash generated from businesses of the bond issuer. For extra transactions, the bonds are issued to finance the purchase of a portfolio of PE funds. The portfolio of PE funds is invested in hundreds of underlying companies. When these companies are sold, they generate cash which can be used to pay interest coupons and repay the principals of the bonds.
0: Thank you, Enyao. So for our listeners, if you are interested to learn more about the basics and, you know, the structure of the Astros, you can have a listen to the past two episodes that we've done in Azalea last year to find out more. Okay, so let's kickstart this. Um, we'll go over a quick and easy one. Um, what are the credit ratings of this new Astro 7?
1: The Class A1 bonds are expected to be rated A-plus by Fitch Ratings and S&P Global Ratings, while the Class B bonds are expected to be rated triple B-plus by Fitch Ratings. All the extra 7P bonds are expected to come with the investment grade credit ratings. Now, the Class A1 bonds together with the Class A2 bonds rank senior to the Class B bonds. This means that Class B bonds have a relatively higher risk credit risk profile as compared to the Class A1 bonds and will be paid after Class A bonds. Accordingly, the expected credit rating for the Class B bonds is lower than that, of the Class A1 bond.
0: Right, and while investors are getting a fixed return from the bonds that they have invested in, it is, of course, worth understanding um, the underlying private equity funds that basically form the Astro 7 portfolio. So the Astro portfolios are typically diversified across multiple funds, vintages, regions, and sectors with exposure to hundreds of companies. This time, how many private equity funds and companies are we looking at?
1: The Astra 7 PE bonds are backed by cash flows from a US dollar 1.9 billion portfolio of investments in 38 PE funds managed by 29 reputable general partners. Now Astra 7's diversified portfolio provides exposure to 982 companies across a broad range of industries including IT, healthcare, consumer discretionary, industrials and financials. This broad diversification helps to mitigate the negative impact of losses of any one fund or company in the portfolio.
0: Right, and despite the uncertainty caused by the pandemic, well, Astra 6 that was issued in March last year was still very well received. You know, given the popularity of the Astra bonds among retail investors, we're actually really happy to hear that on top of Class A1, um, these investors can also now consider Class B. So, you know, so basically there are more... Opportunities and options for these retail investors.
1: Yeah, indeed, we are very glad to be able to offer Class B to retail investors for the first time.
0: And now, could you share with us some of the differences between the two? Just you know, so our listeners can get an idea.
1: Sure, Sarah. As you have heard earlier, each tranche will have its own interest rate. In addition, Class A one bonds are denominated in Sing dollars and are subject to a mandatory call in five years while Class B bonds are denominated in US dollar with a mandatory call in 6 years if the respective conditions are met. Now, as mentioned earlier, Class A1 bonds rank higher than Class B bonds in the priority of payments, so in terms of receiving cash for interest payments as well as accumulation of cash in the reserves accounts. So as such, the expected credit rating for Class A1 bonds is A+. While Class B bonds have a rating of triple B plus.
0: Thank you for running us through it. Um, so, for retail investors looking to subscribe to Class B bonds, you know what should they take note of? Um, how will this work, given that it's a US dollar denominated bond?
1: Now, while the Class B bonds are US dollar denominated, it's important to note that ATM and other electronic applications for these bonds will be made in Singapore dollars based on the predetermined exchange rate. So in instances where investors are unsuccessful or partially allocated, they will be refunded the balance application monies in Singapore dollars based on the same exchange
0: rate. So what I understand from this is that um, there basically won't be any foreign currency exchange losses incurred if these investors are not allocated or only partially allocated, right?
1: Yes, Sarah, that's right. Great. In addition, you know, Extra 7 will pay interest to bondholders every six months. So for Class B bondholders, although interest and principal repayments on the Class B bonds are made by the issuer in US dollars, bondholders who have applied for CDP's direct crediting service will receive these payments in Singapore dollars at an exchange rate provided by CDP's partner bank unless they opt out of this arrangement. So for more information on how to apply for the bonds, you may refer to our prospectus.
0: And now I'm interested though, what is the motivation behind issuing these Class B uh, bonds for retail investors? Why not, you know, just expand the Class A1 tranche that has already typically been available for retail and... Do away with class B.
1: (laughs) Well, Sarah, the various classes of Astra 7 PE bonds cater to investors with different risk preferences and investment horizons. Mm. So in our regular engagement with retail investors through forums such as the Astra Investor Day, we often receive queries on when the higher risk tranches of the Astra structure can be made available to them. As retail investors become increasingly educated on the Astra platform, and the underlying asset class. We believe it may be an opportune time to introduce extra seven class B bonds to retail investors. Now this is very much in line with our commitment to broaden access to private equity and bring retail investors closer to private equity in a phased and measured manner.
0: Mm, that's a really big change. Well now with uh, this fourth retail issuance, could you share with us what are some other noteworthy or um, differentiating points compared to previous Astro retail PE bond issuances?
1: So aside from making Class B bonds available to retail investors, Astra 7 has a similar structure and safeguards as previous Astra transactions, but the larger portfolio for Astra 7 enables us to offer more PE bonds to retail investors while making sure that the bonds remain well
0: collateralized. Okay, well... Do you think Astra 7 is fairly priced? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Sarah, the interest rates for the respective classes of Astra 7 bonds have been determined through a competitive book building process with institutional investors. Now, the same interest rates that were set by these investors are then used for the retail offering. The interest rates for our extra bonds reflect institutional investors' views on interest rate outlook as well as on the credit quality of our issuance. This price discovery process is in line with market practice and has been adopted since our first retail offering in Astra 4.
0: Okay, got it. Well, Astra 7 is an investment-grade bond, um, which is reassuring for everyone. But the duration that we're looking at is rather rather long. Um, It's about 10 years, right? And with the rising interest rate environment, Um, well, investors may be worried about holding it on for so long. What do you have to reassure them?
1: Well, although the maturity date of the Class A1, A2 and B bonds is 10 years, the Class A1 bonds have a mandatory call by the issuer at the end of Year 5 and for Class B at the end of Year 6 if the respective conditions are met. For the first five years, a fixed amount of cash is set aside every six months to build up sufficient amount for the redemption of the class A bonds. After the class A bonds are fully redeemed or reserved, 90% of available cash then will flow to the class B reserves accounts every six months to build up a sufficient amount for the redemption of class B bonds at the end of year six. Now the highly diversified nature of the portfolio and structural safeguards built into the structure also gives the extra bonds superior downside
0: protection. So what are these safeguards for retail investors of the Class A1 and Class and Class B bonds? Well, I'm
1: glad you asked, Sarah. <laughs> so similar to SR 456, there are several structural safeguards in place to enable timely repayment of the bond interest and principal repayment. They are reserves accounts, maximum loan to value ratio and credit facility. I have explained the reserve mechanism earlier is really to allow the timely redemption of the bonds. Mm. We also have a maximum LTV ratio of 50% to be maintained so long as any bond remains outstanding. So in simplistic terms, it means that there is more than twice the amount of assets than the outstanding bonds. Should LTV ratio exceeds 50%, cash will be diverted to the reserve accounts or to redeem the bonds until the maximum LTV ratio is no longer exceeded. And finally, the credit facility will help to fund certain expenses, including management fees and interest expenses, as well as capital calls in the event of any cash flow shortfalls. Now, listeners will be interested to know that we have similar credit facilities in extra four, five, and six, and they have not been utilized to date.
0: Well, thank you very much for breaking that down. Um, one thing that we didn't have to worry about last year's uh, worry about during last year's launch was the Russian-Ukraine crisis. Given the current geopolitical uncertainty, I believe you know many investors will be concerned about whether any of the portfolio companies are invested in those that may be impacted by the crisis. Is there I don't know anything you can share with us on this?
1: Well, as mentioned throughout this podcast. The diversification and quality of the portfolio together with the structural safeguards, and how the extra transaction is structured, help mitigate downside risk. Now, our hypothetical modeling indicates that all bonds would have been redeemed by the maturity date of 10 years, even in the worst case scenario, based on past data.
0: And that's very reassuring to hear. Well, without a doubt, you know, these extra bonds are very popular
1: <laughs> Thank you for your kind words, Sarah.
0: Do, do you have any word of caution for those who are just jumping onto the bandwagon without really understanding um, the fundamentals of the Astro Bonds?
1: Well, certainly, all investments come with risk. Yep. Prospective bondholders should read our prospectus, watch the explainer videos, and management presentation to understand the products before they invest. They should access if they are suitable to invest in the Astra 7 bonds based on their own personal circumstances, investment horizon, and risk tolerance. If they are unsure, they should you know, consult their own legal, tax, and financial advices.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Anya, for joining us today. It was really great catching up with you and learning more about the latest Astra 7 and well getting our, un- our queries answered straight from the horse's
1: mouth. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah, for having me.
0: For any investors looking to subscribe to The Public tranche, do take note that this closes on the 25th May 2022. If you missed that, or do not receive any allocations, don't worry, Astra 7 will trade on the secondary market after that. This episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia, and our guest speaker with us today is Mr. Chu Anyao, Chief Investment Officer at Azalea Investment Management. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook, and Telegram to get first-hand updates on new bond issues, credit updates, and special events. For bond information and articles, visit our website, bondsupermark.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Please note that the prospectus relating to the offering is available for collection at selected DBS and POSB branches during their opening hours. Anyone wishing to acquire these securities will need to make an application in the manner set out in the prospectus. This advertisement or publication has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore.